Hey guys, it's Jordan Stoles, the host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome back to another episode, and today's show is episode 125. Hopefully you liked 124, my interview with Travis Stetzel. I had to re-upload the file in the middle of the day, so hopefully everyone got the one that was an hour and 15 minutes and not two hours and 15 minutes. There was just a long very long, hour-long pause at the end there, but it's all fixed. Be sure you go listen to that episode. Great interview that I did. That came out on Monday, uh, episode 124, interview with Travis Stetzel. Today's show is a workout Wednesday. I'm answering a listener question about limb length and genetics and how can you change your body and kind of counteract your genetics with exercise. That's the topic of today's show. I hope you guys really enjoy it. If you enjoy the podcast, go review it on iTunes and subscribe. Those are the two things that will have the biggest impact. Uh, if you leave a review on iTunes, you will be entered to win a free T-shirt. Every once in a while, I'll do a triple F T-shirt drawing where it's a free shirt. I'll probably do one in a week or so and uh, maybe just before Thanksgiving. And that will be a way you can enter is by leaving a review. And uh, that would mean a lot. It really helped the show as well. Now, I do, I do want to get into a little bit of my coaching options that I have available. I'm going to do that at the end. So if you're interested in coaching with me, being a client uh, for, for like online coaching, check out the end of the show where I'm going to talk about that. For right now, though, let's get into Workout Wednesday, episode 124 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz. I'm excited because today's Workout Wednesday, one of my favorite days to do the podcast because I get to talk about fitness. That's my bread and butter, right? That's what I do is talk about workouts, strength training, conditioning, and just fitness in general all the time. That's what I do day in, day out, and I really enjoy answering questions. That's what I'm doing today. If you guys have any questions, just go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact and leave them there. I'll link that in the description of the show. I really like getting listener questions, no matter what it is. I mean, anything goes. I really like the questions, especially when they're pretty specific, like case study type questions like this one, um, where I can really dive into what you're going through and I can try to help you out through this podcast. That's probably my favorite show format. So I'm excited for today's show. I hope you guys are too. It's brought to you by you, the listeners, as always. You guys are the best for supporting the podcast. Really have enjoyed just making it and watching it grow. And you know, you guys are to thank for that. So the question today is about the role of your body type in your fitness goals. Uh, you hear a lot about the ectomorph mesomorph, endomorph body types. This isn't necessarily about that. This question is more so about limb length, genetics, and the role that they play in muscle building. So this is a good topic. This was a great question. Uh, 
the question says, can body type play a role in your fitness goals? So if you have long limbs, you want, you know, big biceps, or maybe you genetically have a flat butt. Is it realistic that you can change this with exercise? Can you still build muscle past these genetic, you know, quote unquote barriers? That's the question. And I really like it because this is something that a lot of people will go through. And, you know, it, it kind of manifests, manifests itself differently in different people. So for the person that asked this question, seems like it's the limb length, right? It's maybe really tall, long arms, which make it harder to build the bulging biceps you see and people with maybe shorter arms or, you know, maybe really, really, really long stretched out legs where, you know, you can't build a more shaped lower body. And this can also manifest manifest itself in different ways, right? It might be harder for someone to, say, get that V taper look where they have a wide shoulders and a narrow waist. If genetically they kind of have a thick waist, right? That that is a thing that can happen, right? Or maybe you just genetically carry fat in certain places, right? And you want to. I think I answered a question a couple months ago about someone who wanted to lose fat in their lower body specifically, it's the same kind of thing, right? It's a genetic barrier. You carry fat in different places. For some people, it's going to be right on the legs. That's going to be the last place you lose fat. You know, for some people, it's going to be in that lower stomach, maybe even in the arms, different areas for different people. And it's such a very customized field, right? Everyone's genetics are obviously different. That's one of the kind of funny things with fitness is, you know, we try to give advice and we try to give generic advice, but really workout programs and nutrition programs should be tailored for everybody because everybody's unique, right? Everybody's different and each training stimulus isn't going to affect someone the same way as it does someone else. That's why I always recommend at least getting a coach for a while or a trainer. And if you don't want to invest in that, you know, at least experiment with yourself, maybe, you know, try different programs, different training styles and stick to them for a while and see what you like and what your body responds to the best. But genetics has a huge role. Genetics has a huge role in our body and in our fitness and in how our, how easily our goals can be met. So if you're really tall, really long limbs, and you have a goal of looking like maybe someone who's quite a bit shorter with bulging biceps and everything, that might be a little unrealistic, right? Or maybe just it's just like saying that if you are a you know five three stocky person, if you wanted to look like how like Michael Phelps has such a long upper body or something, you know it'd be unrealistic to completely change your body like that, but you can manipulate your body and you can get past some of these barriers, which I'll get into in today's show. Um, so let me back up a little bit. The genetics is a huge role in your fitness. Okay. Huge factor for everybody. It's going to determine how easily you build muscle, where you build muscle, the easiest, where you hold fat and where, you know, it's the hardest to lose it. Uh, this can kind of, if you've been training for a while, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been, maybe you're starting to even notice it. You'll carry fat in certain places, like I already talked about. Even muscle building, though, you'll build muscle in easier places than others, right? For some people, you'll have a stubborn chest where you have a really hard time gaining muscle in your chest. Maybe some people have a hard time gaining muscle in their back. Maybe some people, it's in their legs, and they have skinny legs just genetically, right? Maybe for some people, it's the arms, and it changes for every person, but they do play a huge role. Genetics do. I mean, even with drugs, I would say genetics are a huge factor, right? I mean, I think bodybuilders, the whole bodybuilding industry, like fitness professionals and natural fitness professionals who don't believe in, 
you know, or not, you know, who just don't, who choose not to take any performance enhancing drugs, we kind of bash on bodybuilding quite a bit. And we bash on the whole industry about the drugs and how that's, you know, an unachievable look where the bodybuilders will have and even the physique competitors. Now, it, I think we do underestimate them, however, in our industry and in our little sector because I think genetics play a huge role in the bodybuilders or powerlifters or Olympic lifters becoming the best of the best, right? It's They're a huge factor in everything. I mean, the best bodybuilder in the world, if you know, I started taking drugs, I wouldn't look like the best bodybuilder in the world just genetically, right? It's, it's a big factor that they take drugs, but it isn't everything. Genetics are a huge factor. So just to try to, I was just trying to get my point across using that example about the bodybuilders is just that, you know, for everybody, no matter who it is, no matter what you're on, no matter what your body type is, you're going to have a big factor of genetics in your body. And those things are going to be like I talked about the way you hold fat, but then more specifically to the question it's going to be about limb length, right? So you're going to be either really tall, maybe you have long arms like I do, maybe you have long legs, uh, maybe you are naturally skinny, maybe you're really tall, and that's going to make it more difficult for certain things, which I'll talk about. Another thing to consider is muscle insertions, okay? Now, this is going to kind of go with short limbs and long limbs, but it's also a little bit separate from that. So I wanted to just touch on what a muscle insertion is, a muscle insertion basically is just where your muscle is going to attach. So if you're looking at, say, a bicep, you have the muscle origin and the muscle insertion. The muscle origin, to put it basic, is one side of the attachment and the insertion is the other side. So, for example, the bicep is going to attach roughly by the shoulder, right? And then it's also going to roughly attach by the elbow, to not get too specific. So that attachment by the elbow for some people is going to be really close to that elbow crease, right? You're going to have a long bicep and, you know, flex your arm right now and you might be able to see which one you are just by me talking. And then if you, even if you look up, you know, biceps just on Google, just look up biceps flexed and you'll be able to see these different types of what I mean. So you're going to have a longer bicep that maybe looks more like a mound, okay? Just bear with me. And if you have an insertion or, you know, even the origin that are closer to that upper arm, so they're farther away from the joint, the muscle attaches, say, farther away from that elbow crease, you're going to have more of what looks like a little tennis ball, right, on your arm. And that is a genetic, a genetic uh, change. So the genetic thing there is something you can't change. If you have a long bicep that attaches really close to your elbow and you have that uh, just that style of muscle insertion, you can't necessarily make yours look like a tennis ball sitting on top of your arm just because your insertion isn't, it isn't genetically disposed to go that way. And that isn't saying you can't grow your biceps and you can't get impressive arms, but certain people are going to have them look differently, right? That's just no one really looks the same. And there are different factors like that that genetics play a role in. All in all, huge factor. You're absolutely right in this question that the body type plays a big role in your fitness goal. It all comes down to the genetics. There is a little way around that, which I'll get into. So just really quickly to touch on the short versus tall and the limb length scenario. 
the people with short limbs typically have an advantage lifting, okay? So you think about uh, just the physics of this, short limbs are going to mean shorter levers. So if you're doing a bicep curl, for example, someone with a shorter forearm is going to have the bar slightly closer to their body, right? Which means their center of gravity is going to be a little closer, which is going to make the lift slightly easier, which is going to make you slightly stronger, which is going to give you slightly more muscle. And that is just a way that it works. So if you're doing a pull-up is another example. If you have really short arms, you're going to not have to pull yourself as far as someone with really long arms who has to travel more through space. Now, tall people do have advantages in other areas, such as you might have a little more wiggle room for how much body fat you can hold because it's just, you know, more stretched out through your body. You're going to see that more in a shorter person more quick. Uh, And then there's other advantages in tall people for other lifts. I kind of talked about the pull-up and uh, even the bench press is easier for shorter limbed people, but things like the deadlifts, things like the deadlift might be easier for a taller person just because of the long arms where you're able to get in a more in a more advantageous position uh, off the floor, okay? So there's benefits to each, but that is another genetic thing that is going to affect you. So this question is about long limbs, and you can kind of see where I'm going with this, is that long limbs are going to make it a little harder for you to gain muscle because genetically it's going to be a little harder for you to get stronger. And that's just the way it's going to be. Now, the fundamentals don't change though, okay? So you have the genetics that you cannot change. You can't change how long your limbs are if you have a hard time getting muscle, uh, if you have a hard time getting muscle in certain areas. You can't change that, but you can improve the fundamentals regardless if you're short, tall, skinny, fat, no matter what muscle insertions you have, no matter what way you hold fat, you can cha- you can improve the fundamentals and you can change that regardless. So my advice is to get very, very good at the fundamentals and you know maybe then come back with this question. So let's get into that. The fundamentals are huge, guys. The fundamentals are everything in fitness, okay? A lot of times we worry about some little details when really we just need to get a little bit better at the basics, okay? And I have to tell myself this all the time, especially as a strength conditioning coach and a trainer. It's really easy to start over overanalyzing stuff and really easy to start trying to tweak things when in reality you just got to get really good at the basics and then start adding in little variables. So fundamentals get strong, right? The whole saying I talked about with, I think, Zach Evanesh is when I talked about this. You, you're not going to have small arms. You're not going to have you know small biceps if you can do chin-ups off a bar, full, full, full chin-ups with your entire body weight strapped on a belt around your waist, right? You're not going to have... Uh, you're not going to have a small chest if you can have you know, 100 pounds on your back doing push-ups with perfect form or one-arm push-ups with your feet on a box, right? You're not going to have small arms or chest or anything if you can do this. Uh, you're not going to have you know, small legs or a weak, weak butt or weak legs if you can do a squat with a ton of weight on your back or maybe if you can you know, deadlift a lot of weight off the floor, you have to get strong. And it's pretty often underestimated how strong you have to be. Uh, 
also, along with getting strong, you have to eat right. You have to sleep well. You have to optimize every one of these little factors that are fundamentals that are going to make a huge change, right? If you're eating well, sleeping well, and training well, you're going to be 90% away there, right? And if you're really, really strong and you eat really, really good food and the right amount of it, you're going to be way farther than any, than anybody else who's trying to do little things to gain muscle in certain areas. Now, the biggest thing about fundamentals is that they can be controlled, right? Genetics can't, fundamentals can. So you might as well focus on the biggest things to give you the biggest bang for your buck. I do have some specific tips to counteract your genetics for muscle building, okay? So you have long limbs, you want big arms, you want big legs, you want whatever you want, and or maybe you are short and you're stout, right? And you want to lean up or you want to gain muscle in certain areas that you have a hard time putting on, okay? There's a way to counteract these genetics and there's a way to try to push past your body type, quote unquote. My first tip is just to be sure that you're eating enough, okay? Be sure you're eating enough because a lot of times if you're truly trying to gain muscle, if you're truly wanting to get bigger in certain areas, you are going to have to put on some weight. And that is scary for a lot of people because, you know, we definitely want to stay healthy. We definitely want to stay in good shape. Maybe we even have lost weight in the past. We don't want to put that back on. So you have to be careful with this, but you do need to eat enough calories. If you're not eating enough food, you're going to have a hard time putting muscle on in any areas and especially the areas areas that most people want the size in, okay? So what I mean by that is your mu- your body is going to most easily put on the muscle in the biggest groups, which are going to be your chest, your back, and your legs, basically, your upper legs, right? If someone's complaining about skinny arms, skinny calves, skinny wrists, skinny neck, a lot of times those are going to be the last areas your body's going to want to put on the muscle and you're for sure going to have to eat enough food and even accept a little bit of body fat gain to put on that size, okay? So if you truly want to gain mass, if you truly want to get bigger and stronger, you need to be sure you're eating enough. Now, I do not mean to stuff yourself, and I do not mean to go crazy in bulk mode, right, and just pound food all day, all night, but you do need to eat enough calories, and most of the time, that's going to look something like a 10 to 20% surplus of what you burn. So that's more of a Foodie Friday topic, and I can get into that if you have a question on how to gain muscle, on how to gain muscle for uh, size, right, and how to eat that way. Uh, my next tip is compound movements. Be sure you're doing movements that give you the biggest bang for your buck because, in my opinion, your body can only handle so much training per week, right? And your schedule can only handle so much training per week. You might not be able to train five days a week for an hour every day. You might only have 30 minutes two or three times a day. So how are you going to optimize that time, right? Are you going to do bicep curls for 30 minutes because you want the big biceps? Or are you going to do really heavy chin-ups because you want to grow your arms, get really strong, gain some relative strength, and work your back all in one, right? You're not going to 
do calf raises because you want bigger legs if you only have 30 minutes twice a week. You're going to be doing heavy squats. They're going to work your entire body and optimize that time. It's all about time optimization and compound movements are the name of the game for muscle building for that. You can gain muscle with isolation movements, but it's going to take a lot longer. You're not going to get as much benefit for the smaller muscle groups like stabilization muscles and you're for sure not going to see the hormonal responses in isolation movements that you will in compound so compound movements i really like that you should focus on your training if you're trying to gain muscle and counteract your genetics are going to be the some version of a horizontal press that can be a push-up that can be a bench press that can be an inclined bench press with dumbbells or a barbell Um, it's going to be a vertical press which is going to be some kind of overhead work uh, and then a pull in those same movements so a, a, a row and then also a chin up and then you're going to be doing a squat and you're going to be doing a hinge which is going to be like a deadlift or a straight leg deadlift uh, and then also some kind of carry that's basically the fundamental patterns uh, that I think are important for somebody so you need to be sure you're doing those different movements one exercise each is good enough for right now hit those in with you know two three full body workouts a week just to start focus on those compound movements and getting crazy strong at them that's the next tip is to get stronger or better over time maybe more than you think you need to okay so if you're genetically skinny or genetically have long limbs small biceps flat butt whatever it's going to be you might need to get stronger than you think, and you might need to actually be able to squat 350 pounds before you have you know, a button legs that you would want. Or maybe if you want the big arms, maybe you're going to have to you know, be able to row at least 225 you know, for reps, and maybe you're going to have to get way stronger or better than you think. Now, your progressive overload can be rep quality, it can be number of reps, it can be actual weight on the bar. I've talked about this before. My favorite is weight on the bar because it's easy to increase week over week, especially if you're new to weightlifting. It's easy to put just another five pounds on the bar, whereas rep quality is a little more of an advanced technique. So pick the right movements, the big compound movements, push-ups, dips, chin-ups, bench press, overhead press, deadlift squats, farmer walks, uh, and then get better at those over time, get really, really, really strong in those movements, then come back to me with that question. And then my fourth tip is to really focus on recovery. If you're pounding your body day in, day out, trying to get stronger and better, but you're not sleeping and you're not, uh, you know, eating right also goes in recovery. But if you're not eating right, sleeping right, or taking care of some soreness and maybe even your stress, you're not going to have optimal results. So in conclusion, you may not look like the 1%, right? You may not look like that top 1% at the end of the day. Once you go through years of training like this, you still might not look like the bodybuilder you want to look like, or you might not look like the fitness model, but you can drastically change your body, right? Your genetics might not put you in that top 1%, but you can get way better than you are right now. There's, I believe there's never a, a point where you're going to stop improving altogether. You can keep on making changes, even if they're small. Don't be subject to your genetics right yes they have a big factor i established that they play a big role your body type's going to play a role but just realize that they're there right realize they're a factor and then ignore them from there right just realize 
you know, that my genetics are this way. I can't change this, but I'm going to still focus on the fundamentals and get really, really good at them. Don't use it as an excuse or a crutch, but just realize that it is a factor. I'd say just to get better, to push past this. If you want the bulging biceps, you don't want the flat butt, right? You want to gain muscle, even if you're not genetically gifted in that area, get really, really strong, the right exercises, eat a lot of food and be consistent for a really, really long time. Let me repeat those. Get really strong at the right exercises. So progressive overload on the compounds, eat a lot of food, make sure you're getting enough calories and be consistent for a really, really long time, right? It's underestimated how long it takes to get really strong and to get really big. And if you want to actually put on a good amount of muscle, a eight-week program to a bigger bench press isn't going to do it, right? A you know a month-long fitness challenge isn't going to do it. A even a nice six-month training program focused on the good lifts isn't going to do it. You have to be consistent with your training two, three, four times a week, every week for you know a few years, and then come back to me with that question. Once you're really strong, once you're consistently have a habit of going to the gym once you're treating your body properly. You do those things and I guarantee you uh, you won't you won't really have to worry about your genetics playing such a big role. They do play a role, but you're able to push past that in most cases. Workout Wednesday. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me for this show. Thank you for joining me for episode 125. I promised you I'd talk about coaching a little bit. So like I mentioned this episode, everyone's different. Genetics play a huge role. And you know every person needs a custom fitness program. That's what I'm starting to specialize in. That's something I'm really passionate about is getting people custom workout and nutrition programs based on their needs, their habits, their preferences. And I do that over at triplefpodcast.com slash products. I will link that in the show notes in the full description of the show. I hope you go check it out because I really think that investing in a trainer and a coach is a very good investment and it's something that people should do at least once. And I really think that everyone should have a coach, even coaches should have coaches, okay? And I'm a big believer in that because it holds you accountable, it gets you results and you know it's something you need it's a custom program that you need because fitness shouldn't be a cookie cutter industry but sadly it is a lot of time so go check that out triplefpodcast.com/products once again that's linked down below but thank you for listening to episode 124 of the podcast i appreciate or 125 i appreciate you tuning into the show and listening to me talk about genetics body type, limb lengths, and how to build some muscle. Love talking about fitness. Love answering questions. Leave me your questions and the link in the show notes, triplefpodcast.com slash contact, as always, or email me at jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. I'm running out of time. I'll see you Friday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.